Hey folks, welcome to the show. Welcome to Up the Creek. Now you might be asking yourself, what is Up the Creek? But before I get started, let me introduce myself to you. My name is Jeremy and the other host, uh, his name is Wade. Up the Creek is a variety show of sorts. We kind of talk about politics sometimes. Sometimes we talk about conspiracy theories. Not that we're both conspiracy theorists by any means, but we both kind of like to entertain some of the ideas, and they're kind of fun sometimes just to talk about. Uh, sometimes we'll talk about aliens. Sometimes we'll talk about ghosts, paranormal stuff. Sometimes we'll talk about stupid shit that's going on in Hollywood. And a lot of times we'd like to talk about funny shit. So, Up the Creek is a variety show, like I said, me and Wade, we, uh, we're always talking about things, you know, our conversations we feel aren't just, you know, they're not just regular bro conversations, we always are talking about, you know, stuff that's going on in the world, and, you know, kind of our takes on, on stuff. But before I get started, one quick word from our sponsor, Anchor. If you are thinking about starting a podcast like we were... Uh, check out Anchor. Anchor is kind of a one-stop shop for everything. Uh, you can record on Anchor. You can edit your podcast on Anchor. They have lots of sound clips. They have free music. Uh, Anchor also will take care of all your hosting. And you can also get paid from Anchor, just like I am doing this ad right now. So uh, head on over to anchor.fm or download the mobile app. And without further ado, welcome to the show. The potential for the disastrous rise of misplaced power exists and will persist. Because <laughs> they raping everybody out here. Should, now, a, should a Jewish I baker think, be required to bake a I Nazi think wedding Muslim cake? Millionaires and billionaires. Yeah, how about that? It feels kind of like we're up the creek. Only an alert and knowledgeable citizenry. I'm the boss. That's how about right. that? And the kids used to come up and reach in the pool and rub my leg down. Well, I'm not a crook. If we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. Had your kids, had your wife. Whole well, binders full of, uh, of women. You just gotta keep on paddling. You know, I got talking blood, man. Streaming stuff going on, on, the, on the, the internet. We must never let the weight of this combination endanger our liberties or democratic processes. <laughs> Welcome to Up the Creek. So anyway... I don't know. What, what do you want to talk about today? I don't even... Oh? <laughs> I don't know. So I guess since this is technically episode one... Right. Uh... <laughs> well, we should let everybody know real quick. So we recorded a week ago. Yeah, a week ago. And uh, I'm I'm the idiot. I have a audio interface, multi-channel, and I hit the wrong button when I selected the channel that Wade's on, because right now he's doing Zoom, and I have the stuff at my house. And anyways, I selected the wrong channel, so you could only hear me. You couldn't hear him. Well, today, double-checked about ten times, everything is selected correctly. So, but anyways, we so had So I guess episode... to start with, I would say, so what does Up the Creek mean to you, Mr. Jeremy? <laughs> like Up Shit Creek? <laughs> I mean, that's all yeah. this, that's okay, all this world go. is anymore. That's my thing. I mean, yeah. you know, it's, uh, I don't know. It seems like no matter what we do as a society... Um, whether it's the politics or whether it's just like the, uh, Hollywood people, um, you know, or just kind of life in general, you know, is like any more, like, I feel like we're up shit Creek without a paddle. Um, I don't know when it's ever going to get fixed either. You know, like we've been paddling up this Creek for how long and it doesn't help when like these people from Hollywood just keep dumping more shit into the Creek, you know? That's kind of my take on it. 
No, I'm same way. I, so the intro is, is, is probably more politics heavy is how it comes off. And mm. uh, there's definitely an element to that. And to me, it just, it's kind of the, it's cynicism about like how everything is just so dumb <laughs> and there's not, not a lot of like common sense. Like it's all idiocracy kind of taken hold, but at the same time, it's, you know, we're up the Creek, but you know, I'm, I'm going to have fun with it because you yeah. know, we're up the Creek. So you might as well just, just have a beer and enjoy paddling because I, you know, it's not going to be, it's not going to, I don't think it's ever going to change really, you know, I, not in any sort of meaningful sense. No. And I think it only ever will change is if we ever have some crazy war, we have some like secession, uh, secession of, I don't know, the Western States. Um, that's kind of, I, I feel like yeah, a lot of your yeah. idiocracy comes from, well, far, far West and then probably far East, you know, New York. Yeah. Um, those those kind of places, I think if you know they could like ever, if we could ever just like break them off, it doesn't even really have to be a civil war. Just like hey, no, you, you guys well, do your so thing. Initially, it it's supposed to be like that. These are supposed to be like fifty little independent countries. And, oh, weird. you know, without yeah. jumping into a huge civil war thing. Obviously, slavery plays plays a big part in the history there. But you know, in general, it's are you really free if you can't leave? And then the other one is. Yeah, so on my way home from work, there was this billboard and it had Lincoln on it, and it says, uh, uh, "House divided cannot stand. Civility is in you, and all that stuff." And I get what they're trying to to do with stuff like that, mm-hmm. but if a husband is beating his wife, nobody tells them to, you know, not separate. And that's I think kind of where we are <clears throat> in the U.S. is like there's clearly some domestic abuse or at least that mentality, and at some point it's got to be okay to just, you know what, agree to disagree, go our separate ways. And there's always going to be people that are, you know, trapped in one place or another for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. But over time, they're going to have to, to, you know, the whole vote with your feet needs to come back, right? Like if, if you want to be Mr. California, then go live in California, right? And if you want to be Mr. Texas, then, you know, live in Texas. Mm-hmm. And that needs to be a... uh a driving force. It needs to make a comeback, but it's not. So, you know, here we are up to Creek. <laughs> yeah, no, you're hundred percent right. I mean, it's ridiculous because then you've got like, you know, everybody knows like a lot of Californians are fleeing to Texas, but then yeah. they're, they're trying to turn Texas into California. Right. It's like, what are you yep. doing? That's fucking insanity. Little definition of insanity. That is insanity. And they <laughs> just, gonna, they're going to do it too. And that's sad to see, man. Cause if Texas goes, like, Texas is kind of the, I don't know, the cool uncle, you know? <laughs> yeah. That, like, he does his own thing, doesn't give a fuck what everybody else does. He has a badass motorcycle, you know? And now he's turning into, I don't know, Bay Gata, Bay, Gay Beta Uncle? Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, creepy uncle. Yeah, exactly. It's going to be the it, creepy uncle. Yeah. I just, it's frustrating. I just wish people would. You know, I don't care that California and Oregon and and uh, uh, Washington and they they can be their own country. They can go do their own thing. And you Definitely. know what? If you and you know what you can, we'll give you another state. I don't know. Yeah. Take, take Nevada. I don't know. Actually, Nevada has a lot of cool laws. But you know, and on the on the government side of things, one thing I was telling my dad earlier today too was, you know, I I see all this stuff and you see him say that you know our job is to you know how can we make life better for the American people and I was just that's not your job like government doesn't exist to try to make my life better 
Like Uh -uh. government exists to make sure that nobody gets in my way of making my own life better of my own accord. Like I, I don't require you to be on my behalf to provide me with services and stuff that I didn't ask for. That's not why they exist. That's the problem, though, is uh, nowadays people think that. And and sure. it's been like that. They for... have to do something. They've always got to put their finger on something. When mm-hmm. the, Their whole purpose is to, to make sure nobody else is putting their finger on any of us, not to, to be the ones putting their finger. Yeah. I just... Well, it's, it's you know, so many people, they, they believe that the government is there to... Uh, well, what you just said, like, like don't... They think they're there to you know, provide for us when they shouldn't, you know, I'm here to provide for myself. It's called personal responsibility, right. which is a thing people don't even know of anymore. It's like, and and then, and people just naturally want to be told what to do. People, there's, I mean, so many people out there, they're not leaders. They're always looking for a leader, someone to guide them, whether that be a, an actual person or a religion or the government, you know. So we can take this pandemic thing, you know, the, the when it started, People are freaking out, you know. In the beginning, a lot of us were like, "Well, you know, we didn't, we didn't really know." So you're looking for that leader. You're looking for that guy, you know, that parent that can, that, hey, do this. This is the, this is the safe way to do it. And people got to stop. And I've been preaching this since the fucking beginning. Like, take some personal responsibility. We've all said this a thousand times. You know, it, if you're sick or you're elderly or you know you have some underlying health conditions, don't go outside or don't 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 go out in public. You know, be smart. Maybe eat healthy. And everyone's always looking for that that almighty, you know, uh, person or that group to just kind of guide them. And it's like, got, people got to stop, you know. And I think it's we've been doing that for, well, gosh, when our parents were little babies and their parents were little babies. And it's just been a thing. And it's slowly snowballed and snowballed and snowballed. And now here we are. And it's only going to get worse, in my opinion. Yeah. And there was a, a video that I think I shared with you guys the other day that uh, was people bitching about their tax refunds getting smaller in the yeah. last couple of years. What the fuck? And it was like, <laughs> you guys realize that this is your money, right? Yeah. And then if you get a big refund, it's yeah. because they took too much from you to begin with. Yeah. So it's either you get the money at the end or they just don't take it from you in the first place. There's not yeah. like some magic. The government's just cutting you a check every year. I mean, it's, it's literally your own money. So if your tax return got smaller, it's because you're, paying less into it throughout the year. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I get that a lot of people look at that as like some kind of hidden savings account, you know, and it's like a neat little spring surprise. I, I understand that sentiment and I, I get it, but it's like, you can't bitch about it because it just shows that you completely don't understand mm-hmm. anything to do with the concept of taxation. And you should be the last person to sit here and demand, you know, a bunch of new services and crap, you know, cause you don't even, I mean, you're, you're really not going to have a refund then. Right. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I people just I don't think they even know anymore. And so yeah. many people they don't they don't really they don't realize. I mean, we sit here and we joke like thinking people don't. Like, but I I think people really don't realize that that's how taxes work and my, you know, everybody's goal should be to break even. They don't yeah. give me any money, I don't give them any money. You know, <laughs> but I people they they've just rely on that as a as a right. savings account, but it, I sent you guys that message. It was kind of late last night, but it was on some uh, Facebook group at the the place you work and the place I used to work. They have a little Facebook uh, group, or whatever. And uh, someone posted something. You know, it's about trick or treating and socialism, capitalism kind of thing. Anyway, but the, that wasn't even the point. The point was down in the comments. Somebody was like, "You know, I'm going to take my can- your, all your candy and give it away to someone else." You know, and then he said, the "Guy was saying socialism," and so, but somebody commented to him and said. 
that doesn't teach them so that that, that teaches them taxation, not socialism. Right. What? <laughs> what? I right. I was like, what the? F-? I commented on it, and I hardly ever comment on shit. I was like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I mean, and I was hoping the guy would say something back, and he never did. But that that's what's wrong is I think there's a bunch of people out there that think that it's just gonna like magically appear, and it's like, oh, you know. Let's let's tax let's tax the one percent. Let's tax the super rich, and we're all going to get everything we need from those people's taxes. Well, what yeah. happens when those people don't have any money because you've taxed them to death? Then it goes down to the pe- like us. It goes down to us. Then no one has any fucking money because you taxed them to death. The money doesn't grow on trees. I mean, I guess it kind of does grow in a printer now, but I mean, you know, I, I it just baffles me that there's people out there that are voting in a few days, a couple days. Yes. And yep. they do well, hence, not. Hence, hence the retard voices, you know, in the intro of the, you know, cash me outside girl and stuff like that, yeah, because yeah, that's it. <laughs> you know, like the reason that it's in there in my mind is because I think there's a point in the intro where it's like, uh, you know, there's all these dangers to society and, you know, Bernie's like the millionaires and billionaires. Right. Because that's, you know, if you're on the left, that's one of the things they always demonize, but it's followed by like the cash me outside girl. And it's like, in my mind, People like that are more dangerous to society than this abstract of, you know, people who make too much money or don't pay enough taxes or Mm -hmm. whatever the excuse is. It's stupid society allows for stupid politics. And then this whole march for, you know, I hear democracy thrown around a lot and people will roll their eyes. But I mean, the United States is a representative republic. Yeah, it's not you know, a democracy. So this isn't a democracy, and you don't want to be in a democracy because a democracy is literally mob rule. It's where the majority wins every mm-hmm. time, the end, no buts about it. Yeah, And everybody feels really good about that when the majority is their group, right? But then they fail to realize that sometimes that majority is not going to be your team and things are going to be really bad for you. Mm-hmm. And so a republic is designed to protect against that. I mean, mob rule... Just, I mean, think about everybody on the right that you know who's, oh, these crazy leftists, right? And they're, you know, pronouns and, you know, critical race theory and whatever, right? So obviously, if you're on the right, you don't want a democracy where those people are the majority because then you're just going to be stuck with all that crap. And by the same token, if you're somebody who's on the left, you know, and your whole life is all these damn, you know, evangelical conservative Christians and they're, you know, trickle up, trickle down, whatever you want to call it, you know, this is wrong, yeah. Then I mean you don't want that either. So there has to be a a way to 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 deal with that, and that's a republic, which is what we have. And yeah. it's not perfect. Certainly, there's things we can maybe do, but I mean you can't just toss it all out and hide behind this bullshit platitude of it's a democracy. Because in all honesty, yeah. you know if if you're if it's the end of the world, zombie apocalypse, and you're like, do I go this way or do I go this way? Is the cash me outside girl somebody who you're going to have inform your opinion? <laughs> right. Because in this march towards this old democracy, let's have everybody vote. Like, that's what you're doing. I mean, if somebody's too lazy to to take all of 30 seconds that it takes to register to vote online, you know, or the two minutes or whatever it is, or somebody's too stupid to go down to the state office and pay, you know, what, 20, 30 bucks to get a photo ID, even if it's not a driver's license so that you can have the privilege of voting every two to four years. Yeah. I mean, if you can't do the bare minimum, then then why should you get to have a say? All, all honesty. Like, yeah, no, yeah. like if you're this incompetent, 
then no, I don't want you having a say in this stupid popularity contest where we pick one guy to be in charge of the most powerful arsenal (laughs) in one of the biggest economies on planet Earth. I mean, the whole thing is kind of dumb, but let's not make it even stupider, you know? That's pretty good. I never thought of it like that. I mean, yeah, maybe certain people shouldn't vote. Hey, while we're at it, maybe, I mean, I never thought I'd say this, but maybe you should raise the voting age to... Like twenty five when people's brains are oh yeah developed. absolutely and they want to do the opposite though they yeah. want to drive it down to like sixteen and it's like yes. oh my god are you kidding me I mean I just I I went to a with a with a young family member uh-huh. to the store today to get some food and I was like so what are all the cool kids listening to this day and the music I was just like oh my god <laughs> we're so fucked and uh, yeah yeah that's uh, just how it is man and oh, yeah. And yeah, like you say, 25, you know, I don't know what the answer is. That's obviously a, an inflammatory subject is to say that hmm, maybe I think less people should vote because anytime you introduce some kind of qualifier, whether it's you have to register, you have to have an ID, that's going to limit the number of people who can vote because it yeah. cuts off a certain, you know, group of people. And, uh, you know, you would think making it like 25, for example, which should be something easy to do or 21 for crying out loud, the age something. where you drink alcohol. Yeah. I mean, it used to be, you know, white male property owners, right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, it's 2020, and that's incredibly problematic, and I totally understand all that, and it, it shouldn't be that anymore. But one of the points there was that you you have a vested interest in the system, right? You you own property. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you're, a, you're a whatever class of person. And so that means something. And so if the thing now is that you're, you're 21, you're old enough to have to drink and you're, you're done with school or, you know, you're 25, your car insurance is cheaper. Now you can vote. You know, I don't, I don't know what the answer is, but well, I the think fact it, that we're not even willing to have a conversation is insane. It has to go into you. When you, you talk about vested interest and that actually makes tons of sense because like me, you, we have good jobs. We work our asses off to have nice stuff, you know, to, to have a good, you know, good life for our family and all that stuff. Like then you got the person who's in, in college still. And, uh, you know, they're kind of trotting along at some stupid-ass degree that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense and probably won't make them any money when they get out of, out of college. And they don't have a vested interest. Because right. they're, they, they're on a kind of a, I don't want to say a free ride, because they might be paying for their college through a student loan or whatever, or, you know, whatever. But th- there's no real vested interest. They just, you know, I'm just going to kind of go with the flow and, hey, free shit, why not? Free shit sounds cool. Right. You know, then you get to, you know, people like us that we've actually have houses and we have cars and we have nice things and we want to keep the stuff we have and we want to continue to provide for our family. And we don't want all the government taking all of our shit, you know, so that person can have themselves free shit. And, you know, that's right. real basic and super cliche sounding from all the crazy, you know, um, Republican people when they talk about socialism, but, but it still holds. I mean, it's. So I think the vested interest thing, and I get what you're saying, you know, we're not going to, we're not sitting here, you know, saying there should be white males only that are allowed to vote. <laughs> we're not saying that at all, but, you know, people with a vested interest, you know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, otherwise you just, you realize that there's two of us, but, you know, there's like 15 of those people in Tiger King, right? So there's more Joe Exotics out there flipping their vote than there are what you might think is reasonable people. Yeah. Uh and then, you know, the college thing, like you say, the people, and, and I don't know how you would quantify, like, you know, who's doing what, but, you know, 
you joined the army and got a job pretty young yeah. and, and worked up to where you're at now. And I started working at a job real similar to what I do now when I was 19. Mm-hmm. And, you know, here I am almost 33 and I am where I am and I have that vested interest and I, I own some property and I have some things and I have a family. Uh, I mean, that's kind of a bigger stake in the game than, you know, the 24 year old who's probably puking his guts out at, at this hour. Right. So yeah, hundred percent. And yeah, I don't know, but, but their vote counts. Just, yeah. And, and it, their vote counts just as much as ours does. And I don't want to sit here and like, I don't know, I guess tell people that they're, it's a tough question. It really yeah, is. Yeah. I don't want people to think that their vote doesn't count, but the, the thing is, is like their opinion is, I don't know, it's going to sound real dickish, but it doesn't really matter. You know, they tell you, like you're, they're not contributing to society at the moment. You know, we go right. to, we go to work and that's how we contribute to society because they take our fucking money from us. So, you know, that guy who's just going to college right now and, you know, and I don't know, I guess, I don't know. I'm going to get a lot of hate from that, but I guess it doesn't really matter. But I don't want to say so I'm not contributing to society because they be, could be getting a job or, you know, going for some degree where they do help contribute to society. But, yeah, whatever. I'm going to probably talk myself into a hole, so I'm just going to shut up for right now. <laughs> <laughs> so in conclusion, only straight white males who own property can vote. I think we've, we've summed yes, that up. Yes, yes. <laughs> uh, so, you know, culture stuff. So recently it was uh, Demi Lovato in contacting aliens, right? Oh, yeah. That, that, that's also something that was that was <sighs> kind of loosely thrown into the intro, right? If there's aliens and then, you know, we cut it with, uh, you know, hide your wife, hide your kids. Because, you know, if there really was aliens, I think in the in the end, it's, it's going to be kind of a sad deal because we're all going to be on our own. Because I don't really think there's enough competent adults to, you know, fight off the... No, you know, CE five alien invasion or whatever it is. It'll be like the movies. Yeah. Battle Los Angeles military gets wiped out and there's just us, you know, dusting a few hanging out, trying to, trying to survive. Yeah, definitely. No, it's, that's, uh, I don't know. We could get into that Demi Lovato thing. That's just, we talked about this on the, the, the last episode that didn't quite make it a little bit. Talk about religion and stuff. And it's kind of yeah. funny how, everything becomes a religion, you know, like aliens. Yeah. So as I've thought about stuff and, you know, I'm, I'm tainted, I guess, because, you know, I'm, I'm religious and that's kind of where my mind is at all the time is, Uh uh, you know, how does that view, how does that, how does my religious worldview shape my worldview? Right. I guess. And I've kind of started to increasingly view religion less of a noun and more as like a, less of a noun in the sense of like, you know, Christian, Buddhist, Muslim, whatever, and more of a a behavior pattern that people have about stuff. And so your religion can be any number of things. Uh But when we talk about things that are on like that big kind of God scale, uh, aliens are definitely right up there. I mean, because I mean, what are they, if not a sort of God, right? They're, they're an other that, that, you know, supposedly has, more power for than you or, or more meaning than you or something. And mm-hmm. the belief that they're out there and they have an effect and, you know, watching us or, or whatever it is, there's, there's an element of, of that religious belief to that. And, you know, there's some people that go really far down that rabbit hole and, you know, they would never call it a religion, but it absolutely is. In my opinion, it's, it's kind of funny. So you're religious and then, you know, atheists, they're always, you know, I'm not religious, God's not right. right. 
atheism, atheism, atheism. But yet they believe in aliens. And a lot of them believe in aliens to like, to you know, a whole nother level. They're religious. Just as religious as you are for believing right. in God. Yeah. And that person believes in aliens to that level that they almost worship these things. There are people that are waiting for aliens to come back. Because, you know, and it's a wild theory that we were designed by aliens and something and, you know, oh, aliens and, yeah. and, 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 and monkeys. So I, ha- you I know. hang out in a lot of those weird circles online about stuff like that. And, yeah. Uh, one guy, he tweeted something at another guy kind of trying to be derogatory about the guy being a, happened to be conservative, but this guy I'm going to talk about, you know, is obviously more kind of lefty. But anyway, what he was saying was basically that, you know, the aliens are going to show up and see how we screwed everything up, you know, with the planet and whatever, and they're going to be mad and screw us all. And it's basically, I mean, he just basically described the Bible. He just replaced God with aliens. Exactly. And then the, the great sin uh, was was basically screwing up the planet. Uh-huh. And the result of that sin was, you know, their version of eternal damnation, which was the aliens, you know, flip you the bird and leave or, yeah. you know, whatever. And, you know, if you think about it, uh, again, without digging into the hole too much in the first episode, if you think about aliens as kind of your God figure in that context, and then you think about climate change, for example, so the climate's really good that's heaven right uh-huh. but if we global warming it to death that's hell right yeah so so there's your god figure and there's your heaven and there's your hell and then so there's the impetus you know and you see it increasingly from a state perspective that if you don't do what they say you end up in hell right the climate apocalypse but yeah. if you do everything that they want everything that they've laid out for you per science right you end up in this pseudo heaven and they would never use that language you know and, and no, maybe that's too strong a word to say heaven or hell but it's it's fulfilling the exact same mental space in my opinion from what i see and mm-hmm. a lot of people that are really die hard into that yeah no 100 percent. the other day we were texting and i forget what it was about but i just i text back and i said everything's a cult everything's a religion everything's a cult i mean and it really is yeah. i mean I, I don't want to sit here and down because i'm not a religious guy for the listeners like I just anyway but I don't want to sit here and like dog on anybody's religion but like you know aliens people that get so far into it cult religion um the climate change people that are so far into it cult religion um you name it I mean there's something that people go down and they're like they listen uh, like the scientists you know they're they're they were almost their gods you know they're saying this is this is how it is and this is how it has to be and and these people like they would never steer us wrong, and you know the, the their word is the almighty word, which is funny because science is all trust about the science. science. Yeah, it's trusting the science, you know. And, Read the Bible. Yeah, it's, it's the same. It's the thing. same damn yeah. thing. But yeah, I don't know, man. Up the creek. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and so on that note, I would like to talk about the branch Covidians. Which is a, a new term that I like, right? Because the Branch Davidians, I'm pretty sure they oh. were that cult that like all had the matching <laughs> Nikes and was going to suicide themselves onto a comet, you know, because the comet was going to take them to heaven. I thought the Branch Davidians were David Kresh's people. Oh, I don't know. Whatever. I yeah, like the anyway. word, so I'm calling them the Branch Covidians. <laughs> I, I know that is fan fucking tastic. This carry on, please. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I, I don't want to downplay this to anybody who has had somebody get sick or had somebody die. I realize that's what I'm going to do anyway, so you've been warned. Yeah. Uh, if you watch any news, and I was talking to, with this with my dad earlier today, you know, it's just 
fear 24 seven, right? Mask, no mask. We're all going to die. The cases, cases, cases. You look at Europe right now, they're about to go into another mega lockdown mode. There was uh, some videos I've seen of like Paris, like the day before their next lockdown coming of people just flooding out of the city, you know, major traffic on the highways getting out. And, you know, and I don't know how all the Europe stuff, but here where we're at, like, you hear that cases, 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 you know, another mandate, another lockdown, whatever. Mm -hmm. But you go about your daily life, pretty sure nothing has changed, except they kind of shit on restaurants a little bit. And you have to wear a mask at Walmart. I mean, other than that, there's just as much traffic on the roads. Yeah. I still go to work every day. I haven't had any time off through all this. And I realized during the big lockdown, a lot of people probably did. But mm-hmm. now at this point, you know, there, there's still some scattered places where it's like that. But man, in a lot of places, it's not. And But there's still people that I run into that they get so hyped up on this news stuff. And it's like, what do your eyes tell you, though? I mean, do you really see this in your daily life? I mean, how do you get up in the morning at six and drive to work? And, you know, if you're not in New York City or you're not in one of these big cities in California, mm-hmm. what's really different other than the restaurant now can only have half capacity and you can't go to the bar past, you know, midnight or whatever it is now. Yeah. And you're supposed to wear a mask everywhere. Yeah. And, and certainly there's going to be places where it's more severe than it is here. But my point is just, man, we've let this thing like grab hold of society so strongly that it's an unrealistic level over something that it's not that big a deal. I mean, uh, people don't want to admit it if they're a branch Covidian, right? Cause it's part of the religion that everybody's going to die, but not everybody's going to die. Most but, people get better. And in most places, it's obviously this really elderly class with multiple things going on have been the ones to die. And that's not to say that it's not a bad, maybe you will get really sick, but uh, you know, the actual science seems to suggest that you won't. Well, seems to say that you'll get it and you'll get better. So, yeah, that, and like any religion, uh, you don't want to feel lied to. You know, the, there, there's when you these people when yeah, they, if, dissonance kicks in. Yeah, yeah, right? exactly. If, if they if they do feel like no, no, my my leaders, my uh, my God would never ever steer me in the wrong direction, and and it's become so religious to these people. That's how they think, and right, and, and they're they, some people might eventually be like, oh, what the fuck. You know, but a lot of people, the majority, will will never. So, yep. So they're all gonna put on their matching masks and hitch a ride on the Salvation Comet <laughs> through a you know mass freedom suicide. I gotta look up Branch Davidians now because it's it's bothering me. If, yeah. I, if I was wrong about that, I think the Branch Davidians. I just thought the name. I for what I didn't I didn't make that up that name by the way. I saw somebody tweeted it and I was like, man, this is way underused. These are now the Branch Davidians. Oh, they're a religious sect. I think they're still active. Really? Seventh-day Adventists. I don't care, though. Branch Covidians is a great name. So, well, yeah, yeah they're Seventh-day Adventists. Well, sorry, Seventh-day Adventists. Well, is it, wasn't that David Koresh's group? I think they were Seventh-day whatever Adventists, and he just oh, had, yeah. he, he had his own, <laughs> he's, he's like... one of the YouTube videos that's popped up is David yeah, Koresh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, how full of yourself do you got to be when you made your... You know your religion, like right after your name, Davidians, David. I mean, yeah, no, right, no shit. Fuck, right? dude. <laughs> well, damn. What the hell's the cult I'm thinking of now? Uh, you know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about like the flying spaghetti monster cult? No, 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 no. Oh. These people had like a. They all look like Steve Jobs. I'm pretty sure they were all wearing like sneakers with like black turtlenecks, and they all committed suicide one night. They drank like some like cyanide or something, 
because there was a comet oh near earth um, and they were gonna like their souls were gonna hitch a ride on the comet yeah uh, heaven's gate or something like that uh hold on heaven's gate something gate yeah heaven's gate I'm pretty sure it was heaven's gate Oh, and what do you know? It was a UFO religious cult. That's probably why yeah. it was in my mind because it's yeah. kind of Heaven's Gate. Yeah, I'm at. Yeah, Hail Bop, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Well, the more you know. Well, sorry, Heaven's Gate's not a good enough word, so they're still the Branch Covidians. <laughs> Branch Covidians is a great, is a great term. That is, it is. You know, well, you know, so they call everybody who's kind of not in their view of things the covidiots right that was kind of the one that caught on after that pandemic video that you know tried to pitch it all as some grand conspiracy yeah and uh i don't know i mean i'm well that's somewhere in the middle of all that i probably lean more towards the hardline covidiot but in my mind it's like it doesn't all have to be conspiracy like this could be something that's just happened but it could also be that our leaders are wildly incompetent which tends to be what i think because you know, people who seek power a lot of times aren't the people that should have it. And it's not really about doing what's good for you. It's about doing what is the best for them and what they think gives people the best perception of them. Yep. Right. And so that's why, you know, one minute Fauci's like, ah, I don't wear a mask. And now it's like, Oh my God, wear your mask. Yeah. You know? And then it, it's just, I don't know. Well, then the, the ones who should be in power, they don't want it. The smart people that should be there making Absolutely. those decisions, they yep. don't want no part of it. And I can't blame them. I wouldn't either. But, you know, we, we said conspiracy theorist people. Like, that. We're, since we're talking about religions, that's a whole other group. I mean, you know, like the, the QAnon yeah, type yeah. folk. And I don't want to sit here and get down, like, the QAnon path, you know, for hours. But those people that believe in every single conspiracy theory that COVID was, uh, you know, this and this and this and... And I, and don't get me wrong, like listening to what Brett Weinstein, like he's mm-hmm. he's a pretty smart dude, and there's a lot like it wasn't, it was created in a lab, but it I mean it wasn't created as a bioweapon. They they were fucking around with coronaviruses right. like all these labs do. The CDC does it too, you know, just experiment with things. Why I have no fucking idea, but they do, and it got out because they're what they uh, that lab in Wuhan got, like it was like a year ago or something. They got fined yeah. a whole ton of money because their um, their protocols were way relaxed and they weren't that safe. Well, they got fined a bunch of money, some you know, because stuff could potentially get out. Well, a year later, stuff got out, you know, and 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 Brett Weinstein he goes and like explains it way more about how like certain parts of the cell how they mutate over time and this cell these they were already mutated. I, I don't know, I'm butchering that hardcore, but anyways. So it goes to, like, there's actually evidence of, like, why it could have been created in a lab. Not created, sorry, but, like, uh, altered or messed with in a lab. But, um, you know, I guess going back to what I was saying was, you know, got all these people like, oh, it was made in a lab as a bioweapon. And no, it's a real thing. You know, it's and it's not fake. I don't believe that either. But I also, you know, the media and these... Uh, and we've all heard this a thousand times, but the media and then the politicians and, and the left, they've largely, you know, grabbed a hold of this and used it as a fear thing. And, right. And it, it, what is it this year? It's a fucking election year, you know? Yeah. And Well, it goes back to what we talked about earlier, where, you know, a lot of times politics and politicians, they view it as it's their job to try to improve your life, right? Mm-hmm. So it puts them in this position to be, 
you know, the parent trying to drag the little kid around. And so they see stuff like this and it's not necessarily out of a genuine concern for you. It's a, they have to act because they're just all power hungry freaks. And so it happens and it's natural. It doesn't mean that they're all like consciously thinking of it. Although I do think that there are a lot of those people that are there, but Oh yeah. You know, they can't, can't just leave it alone. Like on the mask thing, I've thought for a long time that, you know, all somebody has to say in a, a politician would be, Hey, you know, we think that everybody should wear a mask because obviously it does some amount of filtering. Right. And that's going to depend on what kind of mask it is, what kind of an environment you're in, mm-hmm. you know, how, you know, is it going to be really effective or is it going to be almost not effective? But the point is we suggest or recommend that everybody should wear one, but we realize that that's a civil liberties issue. So, you know, it's not going to be a mandate. And then if they did it like that, I actually think you'd see a lot more people going along with it or making it less of a, the kind of political icon that the mask has become. Yeah. Because part of the reason it's so hardcore now is you've turned it into, you've touched on that sort of obstinate rebellion nerve Mm -hmm. that a lot of people have. And so you've got people that are really religious about it and they don't even know I mean, they'll defend it as if, like, what, the CDC, oh, the mask is better than the vaccine. And they're just full retard with it. And it's not realistic. It's not practical. And they stick to the mask thing, even when it makes them look silly. Because despite what they all love to say, science is not actually on their side in a lot of cases where they say to wear masks. But on the flip side, it's it's become this... <clears throat> To, to pull a religious term, it's it's become like this mark of the beast thing you have to avoid at all costs. And, mm-hmm. and I'll be honest, I don't wear them anywhere at all. Yeah. And it's just personally how I feel about it. But, you know, if somebody comes up to me and has the nuts to say, sir, can you put your mask on? I'll, I'll put it on. I'm not going to fight somebody over it. But No, absolutely not. I'm the same way. I never wear one. But if it comes to me where, I guess, depending on what kind of mood I was in and what business I was in, if I needed whatever product that business was selling, I would definitely put one on. Or not, or if sure. I would just leave, but I'm not going to cause a scene. But, um, yeah, it's uh, – I I think, too, go back to what you said about, you know, if they would have kind of worded it differently as far as, like, hey, yeah. we understand, you know, you got to – and the problem is, like, like you know, Governor uh, Gavin Newsom from California and Cuomo from New York, like, those are the two – you know, two big ones like they have taken this to a whole nother it's like the, the power behind it it's like they're forcing their people or their peasants you're gonna do this no matter what i mean i don't know one of our friends sent that a uh, little it was a screenshot from a tv you know uh with newsom's uh guidelines to oh yeah the thanksgiving to thanksgiving stuff, yeah, we'll read this real quick because oh you sent that yeah oh my god that thing was, was well, like it's insane they're only allowed to have so many guests yeah. Uh, you know, if they have lawn chairs, they got to be spaced apart. Yeah. It even, it didn't say it on that screenshot I sent you, but they even talked about, uh, certain kind of foods that you shouldn't serve. Like it was like, you know, no Turkey, no mashed potatoes, unless everything is like divvied up into single serve portions. Right. Cause no, they, no community bowls. Right. So no Turkey where everybody's just reaching in there, grabbing their piece of Turkey. And, uh, you know, on the one hand you would say, if you're really worried about this, this contagious illness, those things would make sense, but that gets back to this whole cult mentality because it's like, well, clearly we're not at that level of retarded, crazy, scary yet. Right? They're still living in this world where 4 million people are going to die by the time summer's over. And obviously that didn't happen. And this isn't that severe for the vast majority of the population. So why are we still stuck in this? You know, you can't have cranberry 
salad or or whatever it is. <laughs> well, you know, maybe they they never specified what summer. Maybe this is like five summers from now. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Well, that's what they do. They always just yeah. move the goalposts, yeah. right? So, so well, and so back to the whole how did they present it thing? Not to oh, oh no, go ahead. Oh, the last time I cut you off. So about the how they present stuff. If you look at Sweden. Sweden never forced anybody to lock down. They never forced anybody to do this or that or the other. Mm-hmm. But do you know what happened in Sweden when everybody in Sweden thought this was going to be as bad as what the news says it was? Nobody went out to eat anyway. Most of the restaurants closed because the owners were worried about it and the people were worried about it. Yeah. And it was like that for a few months until people realized, oh, it's not. Well, this isn't that bad. And then life just kind of starts organically going back to normal. Well, it's like we talked, this kind of, we came full circle a little bit. But this kind of goes back to taking personal responsibility, you know, quit having somebody quit, quit being, you know, you need to have somebody to tell you what to do and take that personal responsibility and just do it. If you feel the need where you don't need to go out, you know, and and in the beginning, same thing would have happened here, you know, because I mean, the very beginning was like, well, this is all kind of, you know, it's real new. You know, there was times like for, you know, a couple weeks there, I was pretty skeptical on a lot of shit. And then as things started, I was like, okay, all right, you know what, let's see what's going on here. But I just wanted to, uh, real quick, I wanted to read exactly what he said. Um, that way if the listeners can, you know, uh, can hear it. But he said, this is just from the little picture of the TV, just the four things, four, four bullet points, but it said, no more than three household present, three households present, parties no longer than two hours, guests must stay outside and avoid singing, chanting, and shouting. That is fucking beyond, like, that's straight dictatorship. That's not normal. And the thing is, he has no right to do that. But the problem is, California is letting him do that. Um, And the ones who aren't are just moving to Texas and then trying to, you know, turn it into California. But I'm just, like, I get why those guys in Michigan or Montana, Michigan, that were going to kidnap. I understand it. And you know what's kind of funny is, isn't that how it's supposed to be? Yeah. The if, government if, is supposed to be afraid of its people. That's how it's, yeah. Well, yeah. and that's one thing, you know, like in places like Australia where the lockdown shit is like super hardcore mm-hmm. or even some of these left-wing cities in America and, and in Europe, you know, one of the things that is going to matter in this country is it's going to be less about how much is government willing to do and it's going to be more about how much are people willing to tolerate? Because one thing in America that is unique is the people do have an ability to, to stand up to stuff like this and violently if need be. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm not advocating for that, but if you keep pushing, eventually people are going to push back. And, and I'll say this, I thought that this last Halloween, uh, the neighborhood we went to, that was the busiest I've seen that street in the last 10 years. Easy. No shit. And, and I think that that's a lot to do you know, like in Jurassic Park where they're saying, oh, all the dinosaurs are female. And he's like, well, you know, blah, 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 blah. Life finds a way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what is going on is they're pushing so hard on this stuff and everybody can smell the bullshit. I'm not saying it's nothing, but yeah, there's going to be pushback, you know, and then at some point, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't know what the breaking point is for the average man in this country, but it's coming. Yeah, they're, I mean, but, they're definitely pushing on that. You know, it might still be a long ways away and we never see it. And I hope we don't, but... Yeah. Well, but... You never know. What's funny is, you know, Halloween, I want to say this earlier, and I forgot till now, but... There was, you know, a lot of places you can't trick-or-treat. They're not going to allow this, 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 this. And there was things out there that was like, 
cl- it's all about wearing a mask, right? Masks are the mm-hmm. save all. But all of a sudden, now the one fucking holiday where everybody, everybody puts a fucking a mask. mask on, yeah. they're like, no, you can't do it. And oh, by the way, those masks aren't as good as cloth masks. I fucking saw a new, like one of yeah. these little, uh, you know, it was on the news and a bullet point, and someone took a picture of it. And I was like, hold on. So if I'm wearing a Jason mask that's plastic where my fucking spit can't even go through it, yep. that's not as good as, like, you. Y'all, what the fuck? So then, if we can't, then conspiracy Jeremy starts coming out, and it's like, well, I mean, why would they say that? Is there some? Is there an? Is there a, an ulterior motive? Is there really something behind this besides you know just I'm like deep state? And I just start you know I'm going down this rabbit hole, and I'm like, I, I just don't understand. Or if 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 just simply was a producer in that studio was just bullshitting his way through and thought that sounded good. Yeah, but it's like why? Well, they don't, why they don't would think he you're do smart that? enough to think for yourself? So they yeah. just have to. It's like when you tell your kid, "Because I said so." Exactly. That's, that's kind of what's going on. Yeah. Is you know we don't know the information, so we're not even going to try to give you any information. We're just going to say, "Ah, do what I say because because." And exactly. that's where we are. Yeah. Yep. It's ridiculous, man. Well, and, and so on the mask thing. I, so when we went and voted, the people working the voting thing, they all had face shields on, mm-hmm. and I just. I mean, okay, cool. So if you have a really violent sneeze, the shield's going to stop, you know, some of your snot. But if the goal here is to like trap the particulate as it leaves your mouth, the face shield is doing diddly dick because you're with people in a room, yeah. right? And then even then, it's not like anybody gets next to your face and goes, <sighs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do this for like 15 minutes because that's how they say you transmit it. You know, it just that's that's the that's what you would have to do, and it's just it's absurd. Yeah. Well, and, and that was the thing too is I read some stuff about like you know because uh, there was all these crazy you know like or not restrictions but uh, recommendations about you know handing out candy and then do this when you get home disinfected. It's like well hold on, someone's got to sneeze on this fucking fun size Snickers a hundred times. It has to be wet, and then I've got to come over and immediately <laughs> lick it. You know, like it yeah. does not fucking come through like no, surfaces. It's not how it works. <laughs> but and one of our neighbors down the street, they it made they made a shoot. Then these these this older couple, and they always have this huge huge Halloween decorations. They got this giant like. 12 foot tall uh, wooden monster like it's like a big mouth and you walk through it every year this year minimal stuff and they had uh they put caution tape around their whole yard so people couldn't walk in their yard and uh they had a, like an eight foot long shoot wooden shoot and they put a couple pieces of candy in it and it would shoot down to the end and you'd have to hold your bucket out underneath it yeah like wow and they're, they're just right they're just i mean three houses down yeah i was like wow but okay you know, that's their thing, so... Yeah, whatever. We'll probably get off that before we just COVID beat people to death yeah, with fucking COVID so, talk. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, so what do you think about the election stuff? Not necessarily, like, you know, voting politics, but, like, you know, I seem like D.C. and New York is, like, boarding up windows, right? Because they're, you know, obviously worried about all these right-wing Trump supporters just losing their shit and torching yeah. all these businesses. Yeah, you know, it's, it's, that's funny because I... Just a little bit ago, <clears throat> I was reading something about uh, D.C. and stuff doing that, and it's like, hmm. if Biden does win, nothing's going to happen as far as protests and stuff. Now, yeah. I shouldn't say that. The left might protest anyways because that's just what they do. 
but you're not gonna. Yeah, you're I mean, not I gonna... got all this shit ready, and I can't even burn anything down. Yeah, I'm gonna do it anyway. I mean, yeah. you're not gonna see the 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 crazy MAGA people. They're not gonna go out and protest. You're not. You know, I'm talking the right wing extremists. They're not gonna. You know, do the it. thing is, it's... even people on the left know that. Like, like there's a few of them that yeah. are just so far gone that they might think that. But even people on the left, yeah, know that that that's what it's gonna be. So we're gonna get ready for everybody to just lose their shit and. You know, speaking of up the creek, it's like, uh, I mean, is this where we are moving forward? Well, guys, it's been two years. Time for an election. Got to close up shop and plywood all my windows because, you know, the purge is coming through town. The when the little kids can't get their uh, get their way, they throw a huge fit and they burn the fucking city down. Right. I mean, that's yep. giant, well, you know, and that's basically what it is. Again, to kind of go back to the the kids who wasted all their time in college and didn't really have to try to become an adult until they were 30, mm-hmm. only to realize that they pissed away 10 years of their life and the people that they're competing with spent the last 10 years of their life building a life. And so now they're just, you know, basically gone at that point. Yeah, they're children. They're they're going to stamp their feet. It's not fair. Yeah. Why do Wade and Jeremy have, you know, reasonably new cars and houses and wives and kids and I don't. And, it's like, and well, sorry, dude. Capitalism. Make better choices. Capitalism has, has screwed them over. And that's another thing, too, is I, I, I'm so sick and tired of hearing, you know, capitalism has failed or capitalism this kind like this. Right. The capitalism that we practice right now, bailing out these giant corporations is not, yeah, fucking, not capitalism. fucking capitalism. And I don't know how, like. Even I, then, they always refer to capitalism as if, like, it's it's some kind of, like institutional system and it's really not all all capitalism is is you have something i would like to have it and so we mutually agree on a price and that's what it is we cap you capitalized on a product Mm -hmm. and then i valued that product to be worth whatever it was money in most cases that i gave you for that product it is all capitalism is there's no government involved it's just basically anarchy where people reach mutually agreed upon decisions that's it's, capitalism it's, so it's trading that doesn't yeah. fail because we're humans and that's what 90 percent of our interactions are anyway is some form of capitalism mm-hmm. right and so you know to throw that in though it doesn't have to mean that everything within capitalism is necessarily driven by you know monetary profit so like uh owning a boat for example or you know i'm i'm doing this from my camper you know this isn't a financial investment that is going to reward me with thousands of dollars on the back end. This is an investment in an intangible thing, which is fun family time with my family, right? Yeah. This camper makes it more pleasant for me to go travel and do the things that I like. So I'm investing in something that is not monetary, right? So I was willing to trade a sum of money for this thing, knowing that there is no money that I'm going to get back out of this thing at any point, right? I'm investing in something that you don't see. And so that's all part of, of capitalism. And where it ceases to be kind of pure capitalism is once taxes get involved or once, you know, some other mm-hmm. obstacle gets involved or, you know, speaking of like the crony thing, you know, where they're, they're changing laws so that, you know, Winnebago can't sell campers over here. And I don't know if that's a thing. I'm just saying like, right. Example kind of stuff. Yep. Yep. Well, they're like car dealers, right? They have laws that don't allow car manufacturers to sell direct to consumers. That's why there's car dealerships. And, why does that law exist? Who do you think that benefits? The car manufacturer, the car dealer. Yeah, well, that's a, that's an example of government interfering in the market, and it's yeah. th- it's shit like that, that that needs to go away. Yeah, I mean, and these, I don't know, and, and I get why. I guess if you were, I don't know, if you were born into, I, I don't even know what kind of like situation you have to be born into to realize. Like, I, I almost could see. 
Like, if you're born into this really shitty situation and all you ever saw was the rich getting richer and, uh, I don't know, it'd have to be some weird, like, you were, like, had no outside influence on anything in your life to be to be in this situation. I, I can almost see how you could believe that capitalism was evil. But, I don't know, it's done pretty well for me. And I'm not no rich yeah. motherfucker, so I mean... Well, com- I compare the poorest person in America to the poorest person in, like, Africa. Mm-hmm. They would love some capitalism. Who's better off? Yeah. Right? You know, it just... I don't, I don't know why that's so hard for people to grasp, you know, and that, yeah, like you say, it's, it's fine to, maybe we should intervene in some of these transactions that go on. It's not that you can never do that. It's just, I don't know how you blame something that's literally just the trading of capital between individuals. I mean, yeah, that's all it is. Trading. All it is is trading. And it doesn't always have to be with money. I can trade you something. No, yep. You know, I trade you this computer for, I don't know, your camper whatever you know and whatever i mean we both got what we wanted out of it and we were happy yeah retards man they're all retarded you know and i know i know some guys who they're good guys and they're they just i don't know like they they work hard and stuff and they're like well you know I, I'd much rather see socialism than see these rich people, these these corporate, you know, uh, corporations and stuff get richer and richer and stuff like that. And I'm like, well, like, how about you would just rather see real capitalism and then not this crony capitalism bullshit that we've been doing forever? Right. But I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, it ends up you end up in kind of this weird utopia argument because you can say, you know, the real sort of libertarian view of Lysi's fair capitalism has never really been tried before. And then, you know, that's kind of the classic, you know, real socialism has never been tried before. And in a sense, maybe kind of, yeah, because everything kind of ends up at this crony capitalism level. Cause you know, you go back and look at like the Soviet union or something, and there's people that will apologize for Stalin and say, well, they never had a chance because America, blah, blah, blah. There's a lot of those people out there, mm-hmm. but I mean, how do you think you got the oligarchy? It's it's people who made that system work for themselves at the expense of everybody else. And that, that's part of living with humans. And so you can create a system of government where humans like that can get power and take power, or you can try to have a system or lack of a system where those people don't have a monopoly on the ability to do that, which would be more kind of raw capitalism. And, yeah. you know, there's obviously going to be issues with like monopolies. And I think we're going to see that in the next few years with like a Google, just, you know, and the amount of influence they have. And is that healthy for society? Uh, I mean, there's definitely quirks here and there, but. Well, I'm not saying, I think there should be a, I mean, I'm a pretty big libertarian dude myself, but I mean, there's times when I think the government has to be involved in certain things. Because if you have like Google, which ends up controlling everything because they've bought out everything yeah, things can get. Then they they have all the power, and not one in a, entity should have all the power. But right, you know, we talk about real socialism, real capitalism. And I wanted to want to talk about this. So we, you know, they say real socialism has never been practiced. And, and here's my thinking on this. So I got you know a group of fifty people, a tribe, whatever. I think you could probably practice real socialism. You know, like this. Everybody gets their work assignment. You do this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Okay, cool. We all decide on, you know, uh, when you're this old, you start working, and when you're this old, you can stop working. 
Um, you get these days off. You know, everything has to be all broken down. Um, but all those other days, you, these are our holidays, and we don't work and everything. But everybody works no matter what. Okay, cool. I think with maybe 50 people or less even, it might work. Um, but the problem is you get any bigger. Then it comes down to, like, you know, we're in this tribe. I, I'm like, you know, I'm just not feeling it today. I'm, I'm just going to call in. Okay. I call in sick. And then you know what I did. You're like, well, I know he wasn't really sick. I was just with him last night. And uh, you're like, what the fuck, man? You know? And you do it later on. Well, I didn't pull my fair share, according to socialism. And then right. you didn't pull your fair share. Well, then someone else finds catches wind of it. Pretty soon that starts spreading. Then everybody starts getting pissed. Or then, you know, what if your job is, uh, I don't know, you're a blacksmith, working your ass off over heat all day long, you know, hard job, and all I do is I uh, sit inside and I sort the mail in air conditioning, you know. That's just the job you got assigned. This is the job that I got assigned. But you're like, what the fuck? I'm getting paid the same amount as him. And he's not, I mean, I'm sorting envelopes, you know. You're actually working. We get paid the same no matter what. Now, as individuals, we look out for us and the people closest to us more than anybody. We don't look out for that guy over there. We don't look out for that guy over there. So you're going to do whatever benefits you more than what benefits somebody else. That's why I don't think any kind of socialism, even true socialism, would ever work out. Because you're always going to look out for yourself and your family and the ones closest to you than you would some other person you don't know or some even yeah. a, even a neighbor. Even my neighbors I get along with. I'm going to look out for my family before I look out for their family. You right. Know, they're just we're just not that close. So that's why I don't think that any kind of socialism would ever work. I mean, there's people are just not that good. People. I mean, uh, they would have to be a saints, like literal saints, Mother Teresa's, you know, to, and they would all have to be like that in order to make like socialism actually work. I think at right. the end of it's the day, because yeah. it, it, you get back to that, uh, you know, taxation is not charity, mm-hmm. right? You're, you're not a good moral person because, you know, your country has socialized medicine because you pay more taxes. That's mm-hmm. not the same as you giving your own time and money to the you know providing of of healthcare for whatever reason they, they're not the same thing one of them makes you a better person one of them is something that you never even thought about so mm-hmm. and then you're still stuck in the society where no one cares even when you have that kind of socialism thing mm-hmm. and you know that's why i think in the long haul you're going to see all that stuff collapse just because it you end up with just this kind of moral and cultural decay over the long term and it's not that, that doesn't happen in places that aren't fully like that it's just i think the socialist thing it it accelerates it, right? It just moves even quicker. That's 100%. why you see today, you know, in China, I mean, hell, they got that, the Uyghurs, right? The uh, shit, they're still loading them up on trains and putting them in concentration camps, you know? Oh, yeah. <sighs> yes, sir. I don't know, man. Wild shit. So, so, uh, so what do you think about the MeTubin guy? The who? Uh, so the hashtag MeTubin. It was, I uh, can't remember his first name. Last name's Tubin. CNN guy was on a Zoom call with the New Yorker magazine. Oh, the, and, guy, well, the guy was <clears throat> yanking it? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I thought the camera was off and he started jacking it. And, I mean, you, you know, know. <laughs> I wonder if they let him finish or if they made him quit, you know. <laughs> but it's just funny because it's a play on the whole, you know, the Me Too thing. And yeah. there's this kind of Zoom call with a bunch of women. And you he know just what? starts jacking. <laughs> I think the camera's off. Uh, so he's in his house. I've been me tubing it this whole time. Uh, hey, man, it's whatever. Impressive because both your arms are out. But <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I, I honestly, I'm not mad that the guy did it. 
he probably should have been a little smarter about it, you know. And I don't know if he was beaten off to the people on the Zoom call. That's a tad creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. But at the same time, he is in his house. You know, you can do whatever the hell you right. want in your house. I mean, how many people? And we know it's a thing. How many people are doing these Zoom calls but not wearing pants? Sure. I mean, it's right there, and you're like, well, you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> it's just a thing. <laughs> well, you know, you know what it tells you though is that he must be like a, a serial wanker, right? Oh yeah. Because I couldn't he wait. He wasn't going to hide it for ten minutes to <laughs> no. get through the work Zoom call. He's like, I'm doing this baby right now. <laughs> I don't know how this is going to pan out, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. Yeah, he had to. Like, hold on just a few minutes, man. <laughs> you think he was a lube guy and he had like a production where he, the, the lotion came out on the desk and he was like, <laughs> or do you think it was just a dry, you know, just a an old good old fashioned quickie? I mean, <laughs> so that's that's good. That's good. Let's, let's roll that for a second. So if he had lube and stuff at, on the standby at the ready. <laughs> that's premeditated masturbation, man. Yeah, you knew like, you knew you were going to do that. And then that's that like is in his house, he can do what he wants, still creepy as fuck, man. <laughs> right. You know, if maybe I don't know, he rubbed I don't know, he, he rubbed up against something and and, and like, oh, well, <laughs> no one's around or oh, this meeting is boring as fuck. And you know, he maybe had a dual monitor set up, and on this side he's watching Pornhub, and this side he's, you know, I mean, which is still kind of weird. Like in the middle of the Zoom meeting, you're gonna. That's well, funny stuff. I didn't know it was me too, but though. Maybe that's what it takes for him to get it going, right? It, it felt a little risky. Yeah. Oh, could have been exciting. That. Yeah, yeah, there are people that are like that. Yeah. He sits and looks at Brian Stelter all day in the CNN room, and he's like, "This guy's a fucking potato." <laughs> so, so the Zoom call with the uh, New Yorker chicks is that was his thing. <laughs> Always make sure your shit's, shit's on mute. And make, if you're doing video and you're not wanting to be seen, fucking turn it off, man. <laughs> we do a lot of those for work. A lot of uh, uh, Zoom, not well, we use uh, not Zoom, but we use um, Microsoft Teams or whatever. Same yeah. thing, same thing. And uh, yeah, we I mean all the time. So, I, you know, I do think out of this is going to come. Uh, you know, obviously, there's some stuff you can really only do in person you know, and things that work better, but it makes me wonder like out where I work, there's areas that are just, you know, it's cubicle land. And, and some of those people probably need to be on site just because of, you know, how often they have to interact with stuff. But yeah. you know, there really is a lot of that, that there's really no need for you to go to work and clock in. I no. mean, you, you there might make something to make you have to wake up in the morning. Hey, at eight o'clock, I need you online doing this until whatever time. But uh, just how many companies build, square footage to employ people to do something oh yeah when it's going to be wow i really don't need to do that anymore so now the company doesn't have to own you know this property to do that you know well you get think about that your 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 eight hour day for an office worker it goes down to probably five hours maybe even four hours you don't have to you don't have to commute back and forth to work um you know you, you the they don't the the company doesn't have to pay for the overhead doesn't have to pay for the rental i mean there's tons of stuff they don't have to do for these office people i mean you know people that crunch numbers or hell even like well i guess i can't use that well not some some engineers and stuff like that you might be able to do your job from home i know that where i'm at like they do a lot of them like our customer reps and stuff customer service managers sorry they can interact from home 
I mean, they don't have to come out and see anything physically on the engines. Um, right. But it's, I, I think it, you know, could be something good. I mean, I don't know. I, I always wondered if I could work from home. I think it'd be kind of cool, but at the same time, I'd probably find myself slacking off more. Yeah. But I, you know, and, and I'm, I can only assume that's where, like, when, when, when did they ever make the decision like that we need to have all these office jobs? And have an actual office building? Like, who decided that however many fucking decades ago? You know, only thing I can figure is that, you know, in the era before computers, everything was paper, and the paper had to physically trade hands, right? There's no way to to move that. So so people have to be in proximity. And so we've kind of kept that, but Mm -hmm. now digital stuff has obviously made it to where, you know, most everything is not actually printed on paper anymore. Right? No. It's stored digitally in some, you know, shared network drive or something like that. Or you might print something off just to have it in a meeting as like a prop. Yeah. 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 There's not a lot of stuff that is physically shared. Um, so I, I just wonder if we're not consciously realizing, Hey, this way we did things is really outdated. We need to change. We're kind of being forced into it through the, mm-hmm. you know, COVID stuff. Everybody's, it's just kind of a, it's also happening and it probably needed to happen a long time ago. It's just, this is the catalyst that made people kind of wake up, you know. Maybe COVID is all a conspiracy for major corporations to find ways to cut costs. Well, you know, I, on that note, if you've seen, uh, uh, just Google the Great Reset. You know, that's something that all these world leaders and, and rich people, you know, they've used those exact phrase. I think Time Magazine and the New York Times have big lengthy write-ups on it. And mm-hmm. basically the pitch... Uh, was that COVID is a chance to remake the world and, you know, remake capitalism the way we want it. And all this really terrible new world order crap that is awful and nobody should like it. But kind of to your point, that's, it's not too far off of like, you know, talking about the office jobs going away in a sense, because Uh this is, I think part of that it's, you know, society is going to get reshaped. Like, so we're doing the homeschool thing this year. And uh, part of it was, you know, our feelings about the mask thing. And then some of it was scheduled too, because, you know, we're going to, so we're going to send her to school, but then school is only going to be a few days a week. So now you're going to have this mixed up schedule where when it comes to, you know, babysitter, it kind of upsets what we got going on. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was, and you're seeing this now in the, the city district here, the, uh, you know, they, they were going to school and now they're not going to, you know, so they only actually ended up going to school for a couple months. And I said, eh, we're going to do the online thing. And so the online thing is cool, but what about the people who don't work at home? And, and these are like little kids. How, how do they do that? Right. And then obviously I think there's a lot of information out there that says that the online thing is pretty much awful in most places. And, you know, kids don't really get diddly oh, yeah. out of it because how are you going to keep a kid focused on a I mean, you can't get college kids to do that half the time. No, so, like a seven-year-old, <clears throat> by yeah, the way, exactly. log so, on and so figure it out. At what point is it like, man, this education model is really hosed up too because the whole public system was more or less centered around, well, it kind of goes back and forth. So in a manufacturing world where everybody's working seven to three, yeah. right? Yeah. you have schools that work seven to 230 or something like that. Right. Now that the world's not really like that anymore, what's the purpose of these big buildings? And if the big buildings teach people bull crap and they are just churning out idiots, which I think is, we're all kind of starting to realize that ah. what's the point of the big building. And then mm-hmm. if I'm home, what's the point of dealing with uh, kids or whatever, Right. you know, right. going, going yeah. to school as opposed to just keeping them home. So, 
Well, and, you know, it kind of also back in like the fifties. I mean, usually the man, and I'm not saying that all men should only be ones working, but like it was usually just the man that worked, and they had one car, and they had a one car, you know, one car garage, you know, a couple bedroom, one bathroom house. Things were just simpler. And as you know, society's changed, all that's changed. But at the same time, like you could go back to, you know, the mom stays at home or the dad stays at home, I should say. Yeah. And only one person works. I mean, and I don't know. Just well, and I wonder about you know, so like doctors, right? That's a field that has increasingly gotten more and more specialized, right? Like, there's fewer family doctors. <clears throat> I mean, I don't know if that's a fact, but there's a lot more people that they don't go to be a family doctor, a general practitioner, they go to be a heart doctor, or, yeah, you know, yeah, bone guy, or cancer guy, whatever. And I wonder, education wise, you know, is there going to come a point where it's like well, there's not really a point in shoving our kids through this, you know, general thing for 10 years. You know, why not just sit them down on whatever the future of less shitty YouTube is. And, you know, your kid wants to be a nurse. So you just do something to start them on that path way earlier. Hmm. You know, and I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I'm kind of thinking in terms of, you know, if you want to be a grease monkey and you want to turn wrenches on cars, right. Are you better off in, miss what's her face's English class so many days a week, or would it behoove you to just, you know, apprentice with somebody who's already doing that or yeah. watch a, a video series and figure that out. Or even in the sense of math, like why do we have math teachers when something like Khan Academy exists that can take you from like kindergarten math all the way up to like university level electronics engineering. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one guy and he's really good at it. And there's, there's lots of videos and lots of quizzes and it's free. So why do we do this thing the way we do it when things that might be better and, and more specific and more expert in that matter exist? Because in reality, a lot of the teachers are the kind of grown up versions of the students. They just kind of have this hmm. rounded kind of curriculum. Yeah. You know, they don't really get specialized until you get way more advanced, but you don't really need to withhold that you know you can start doing that way younger i think the only thing i would say is i don't think you can really pick a career that's at a young age i mean there i would think there has to be some sort of general studies type thing because sure there there is good stuff in the general studies i mean basic math and you know little geography and stuff like that like but what what, i guess when do you start specializing in this is the field you're going to go down but it should be like that like just going to college even you got to you go to college for uh, engineering, and you take all these other bullshit classes that have do nothing to do with fucking engineering. But you know the college wants to get their money, and then we can go down the yeah route of colleges are more of a business than anything. But I mean, you should be able to just go and, and go focus on what you want to specialize in, and just that, and that should, you know it starts at you know maybe high school level, or I don't know, maybe a little bit before that. Yeah, and, and you can do it online, you know, or you can do it like watch videos, or well, I don't know, or things with the pandemic and I've been saying this since like the beginning is some of these teachers you know they could they could set up uh like basically a daycare and they could teach you know young kids um you know like and have maybe 10 kids at most you right. know so they're not overwhelmed you can yeah, still well, go do your and thing you're back to the the old is new again so if you think about the idea of the <clears throat> kind of the the one room schoolhouse thing yeah right you're you're making it I mean even us doing the homeschool thing, that's one of the things we talked about over a dinner with some other family members was, it was like, Hey, look, there's, there's three of you that, you know, spend a lot of time at home and there's only, 
you know, X number of kids, you know, if, if, if school choice really became a thing where the government let me keep my money and decide how to educate my kid and it didn't have to be an extra expense to try to avoid public school, Mm -hmm. uh, it would be, yeah, this is an income just, just amongst the family, right? Even if the government says you have to spend the money to on education, Mm -hmm. you could do that totally within family, you know, and, and you still have to meet standards and count your hours and all that stuff. But, uh, what, I think there'd be a lot more people doing that. I think you'd see a lot more of these neighborhoods that pop up oh, fuck yeah. doing exactly that, where there's, you know, a teacher at the end of the cul-de-sac and there's five kids. Right. And so that's just part of the deal. And then, and then what, you No, know, now suddenly you're back to, I don't want to say 1950s thing because I think we kind of overblow what the 1950s really were. Oh but yeah. You're know. back to that small community where the teachers down the street, all the kids know each other, the families interact, everybody knows what's going on. Yeah. You know, but what happened? Yeah, and I, I was, I went to a Catholic school as a kid and that's yeah. how it was. I only had, uh, I think when I first started going there, I think there was only like 14 of us. And then I think by the time I hit the eighth grade, there was, you know, 20 something in two classes. So, uh, and then, you know, small church. So all the families knew each other and yeah, where everybody lived and stuff like that. When I lived in Arizona, I was in fourth grade and the school I went to, I don't remember how many people there were, but we had, it was shaped like a big L. And in this far room over here, there was uh, first grade through fourth grade. One teacher, one room. Room next to it was just kindergarten only and like a daycare. And then over here was the principal's office. And then it's like in the corner was like the, a library. And then right next to it was a cafeteria. And then the last room over here was fifth grade through eighth grade. And there might, I think there might have been like 30-some people, children and staff in the whole entire school. Yeah. I mean, it's actually kind of cool. And No, and, and one of the things in, in systems like that that doesn't get talked about enough is that it's not always good for the older kids to, to be around the little kids, and the little kids don't really have to do it because the older kids do it. But there is something to having, like, the older kids kind of become the mentors to the little kids, mm-hmm. and not just from a social standpoint, but – it's good for their learning too, because then they have to learn how to teach it. And you don't really have something mastered until you can explain it to somebody else as opposed to just circling the answers on a sheet, which is what a lot of school anymore just ends up being, you know, can you pass a test? Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't know. Everything's up the Creek, man. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) Well, I don't know. You have anything else you want to talk about today? No, I think that's, that's not too bad. So, all right, man. Well, I guess that's it. So, you there? Did it freeze, or are we just being really still? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought you froze for a second. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) So, all right, man. Well, I guess. Well, my computer said I had an unstable connection, but it's it sounded fine. Oh, all right, man. See (laughs) See ya.